The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Timeout, Michigan State. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven-footer. Williams to Georgie at the free-throw line, drive. Down the lane, and slams it in! Three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome into the State Farm Center. Another basketball game on tap here tonight this week. Illinois won Monday night against Hawaii here at home, and a stretch of five straight home games continues with the second here tonight against the Citadel, the Bulldogs out of the out of South Carolina, they are one and three. They beat SEMO last night, 74 to 69, the final. They're doing the NBA thing. They're doing the back-to-back -back road games as they travel up now for this contest here tonight. These two teams have never met. The Illini three and one looking to win their second in a row. Welcome in everybody. I am Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. And Lauren, uh, the Illini Monday night against Hawaii Sluggish offensively, still some turnovers. Play, played pretty solid defense, and I know Brad Underwood wants more. Well, I think that uh, the fact that uh, Hawaii came in here shooting 41% on threes and then went three for 22 really helps because when you shoot threes and you don't make them, usually the you know that, that usually get the rebound and go on those type things. And and uh, the, the one uh, interesting thing about this uh, Citadel team is that at Georgia, which uh, is a uh, they made 14 threes and only lost 95-86. So I think that uh, the three-point shot is, is crucial. They have lifted 91 of them in four ball games, so that's more than 20 per game they're shooting. But we have learned that we may not see one of their key starters in Hayden Brown. Hayden Brown uh, pulled a hamstring last night about 11, min 11 minutes into the game. He was aver he, aver he is, is averaging 16 points a game and, and uh, had a really good game against Georgia. So... They're, they're really uh, they're de definitely hurting without Brown. Illinois here with the short turnaround as well, on two night, uh, one day rest that is. But uh, overall, they want to look better than they did on Monday. And the offense still gets stuck in transition and just trying to find a flow, especially with Georgie at the four. If you look back at the games, Illinois has had a lot of good halves and a lot of bad halves. They can't seem to put them together, although – uh, still, uh, the Grand Canyon game was was a good win for them, but the other games have all had the half a half of uh, the game has just been way below par. And, and the talk has been, you know, sluggish starts, 
And that certainly was the case. I was going back to the exhibition game against Lewis, and that was the case, too, on Monday night against Hawaii. He sluggish started with 6-5 at the under-12 timeout. Yeah. Uh, so this is so, a team that Illinois should be able to roll against. Well, sure, and, and, and they've got about five in a row. If you look at their schedule, they should win – uh, we just uh, we came off the, uh, the win of Hawaii. Then you got Citadel. Then you got Hampton and, and then Lindenwood. That's four games in a row. And then, of course, Miami. Uh, when we get into December, the games will get a lot tougher. Miami, Maryland, Michigan, and all. But uh, the, the team hasn't meshed yet. And it's still a, a work in progress because um, I'm not sure why the, the – you know, the, 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 they've got five pretty good players on the court, but it's it's just a fit right now. Try, try, to get a, try to get them to play together. Off and running on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks there for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. On the other side of the break, we'll talk to the hardest working man in show business. Kevin Kugler is on the television call. He's waiting in the green room to come join us here courtside at the State Farm Center. He's on the television call tonight. We have that and our keys to the game and more. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Illinois basketball tonight against the Citadel Bulldogs. The Illini 3-1, Citadel 1-3. Welcome back. State Farm Center courtside along with Lauren Tate. Kevin Kugler's on the other side of the court for the TV call in a little bit, but he's joined us here on the pregame show. Thanks so much for joining us. There's the saying that if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? My question for you is, if there's a game and you're not there announcing it, did it happen? I, I think it still does happen. I try to be at as many as I can possibly be. I've thought about cloning myself to make more money and have more opportunities to do more games. But as of now, that technology does not exist for me. So I'll just go and do what I can do as often as I can do it. As one who appreciates your work, I say more, you know, I'm all for it. As one who's a play-by-play guy himself, say, hey, share the love. But you were just in <laughs> Mexico City calling the NFL game, and, and now you're here. How was that experience? Uh, it's There is not a direct flight from Mexico City to Champaign. I know that's a surprise yeah. to most, but I, I did. Tourism Bureau is working on that. I, I took a circuitous route to get here, uh, but happy to be here. It was fun. It was a, it was a neat experience. Um, the concessions were unique to any place I've ever been. There, they had ramen noodles that they were serving out, selling ramen noodles, giant cups of fruit. Uh, they had a... You, uh, the best way I can describe it is they carry their concessions in the tubs like you'd put things in when you go through airport security, those big giant plastic <laughs> tubs. And they're walking by with a giant plastic tub filled to the brim with donuts. Now, the donuts are not wrapped up. The donuts are just all sitting in this tub. And did, he, did he fall out I, I was, your hands? I tried to nudge him as he walked by to get a few to tip over that way, but I couldn't lunge forward quick enough to grab one. I would have Had they offered one, I would have grudgingly accepted three. And, hey, no matter the uh, sanitation standard, of donuts, I would take it. Oh, so there's never been a bad donut. There are donuts of better quality than others, but there are, as, as a connoisseur of the donut, I am here to say it's like pizza. There's never a bad one. There's just varying degrees of good. Undisputed fact. Kevin Cooler is with us here. Got to ask you. Yes, sir. You, you covered the Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan State games, all wins. Of course, I'm not going to mention the two that, that I covered that were lost. What? What brought about the turnaround? What caused it? You know, I, it's it's so interesting to me, and, and we've I feel like 
as often as we've talked to Lovey Smith and Rod Smith this year getting ready for games, I feel like we're either going to letter for Illinois this season or get a bowl ring, and I'm not sure maybe we get both, uh, Matt Millen and I, because this will be our sixth game this weekend, all-in-conference play that we've done of the Fighting Illini. And there's a variety of things for the turnaround. I do think one of the big things is they did get healthy at a good time in the year. They got healthy. They kept playing. Lovey Smith, he, he said something really smart and point and, and thoughtful today that I think really sums it up. We were talking with him about the game this weekend, and he said, look, the one thing I try to pride myself on is I never get too high, I never get too low. I'm just going to try to stay as consistent as I can for these kids. And that's what I did even when the times were really tough. I've stayed consistent. I've preached the same message. We don't change around here. We got healthy, and we started to play better. And once we started to play better, we just started to believe in what was happening. It's almost as if they needed proof, and this is me saying it now, it's almost as if they needed proof that this thing was going to work. And once the second half of the Michigan game came around and they started to see, hey, wait, things are happening here, I really think that's where this whole thing turned around for Illinois football this year. Talking with Kevin Kugler, and as you look at this, you've seen a, you've seen a bunch of football games in your life. Is there a point where you can step back and still appreciate that Look, there's a lot of reasons Illinois should not have beaten Wisconsin, should not have beaten Michigan State. There's a lot of reasons they shouldn't beat Iowa this Saturday on paper. But it's sports. Uh, I, I sometimes bristle at the notion that a sportscaster or a play-by-play announcer for any network, whether it's Big Ten Network, CBS, wherever you put them, cannot be a fan of what's going on. It doesn't mean I'm rooting for Illinois or rooting for Iowa, but I am a fan of sport. The only reason we get into this business is because we love sports, whether we're writing about them, whether we're broadcasting them. We love sport, and we love to tell the stories of sport. And to me, the story of Illinois football is a fantastic story. For someone who's covered it as long as you guys have, it's got to be an amazing story to watch what's happened this year with a team that looked dead in the water a month and a half ago, and now they're on their way to a bowl with a ton of momentum. Some of these games are too big to cover, <laughs> to write about. I mean, how do you how do you explain what happened when there's – how many turnarounds were there in that Michigan State game? Oh, my how goodness. How many turnarounds in the Wisconsin? I mean, there's so many, you just can't count them on, but it wears you out. Uh, Lauren, I know you've seen a lot of Illinois football in your career, and, I mean, I've not seen near as much as either of you guys have. That's one of the more remarkable games I've ever seen, that Michigan State game, to yeah. be there in person and witness a team that was dead in the water. I mean, if it, Michigan State doesn't throw one of those two interceptions late in the first half, it's probably 35-3, and I don't think we're talking about a comeback right now. We're maybe talking about how Illinois still needs to get a win to get themselves bowl eligible. It was a remarkable thing to see. Basketball side for Illinois, your first view of them this year. Mm -hmm. What has stood out to you in getting ready for this game? You, you know, what's impressive to me is that I, I love to watch how programs get built. There are just different ways that coaches approach this. Fred Hoiberg and Lincoln has gone with the approach that we're going to start this thing from the bottom. He basically blew up the entire roster. They have one guy on their floor that's ever played on a floor before this year. So that's one approach to building it. And Coach Underwood has done a, diff a little different approach, kind of blending some of the old with the new. And I really think this is the year where this is going to pay dividends. I, I like this team. I think they're young, they're aggressive, and they are different. And I think that's one thing that I like about this team more than anything else is you don't see in today's college basketball too many teams with two bigs playing at the same time. Three guards, two big lineup. It's sort of like watching Wisconsin football. Nobody else runs what Wisconsin runs anymore, even though that used to be how it was all the time, so they're harder to prepare for. I think Illinois basketball can be the same thing. Instead of a spread offense like you see in football, Wisconsin's going to run up in the I formation and just power you to death. 
Illinois is going to come up and do something different with two bigs and three guards. You just don't see it a lot anymore, even though that used to be kind of the, the way college basketball was. Kevin Kugler, one of the things that impresses me the most is your encyclopedic encyclopedic oh boy, brain. Don't, don't test this. <laughs> no, just of storylines that are going on, and you're covering so many sports all the time. Can you peel back the curtain? Do you have a go-to resource? Is there something that you love to go to to kind of digest? Yeah. I, I know you, you you do the bulk of your work in person, right? You're, yeah, you do. You, and that's I mean, relationships. That's the, the beauty of basketball, especially, is you can come in and you can watch a shoot around. You can talk with the coaches. You can do all that stuff. And I, and I say this to, to young announcers, young anybody all the time. Read. Read as much as you can. I, 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 I pray that we have sports writing that's accessible and plentiful for years and years to come because it is, it's an invaluable resource, for, especially for those of us who don't live in the market that we're covering. I, it's so much easier now than it would have been 30 years ago because I can log on and I can read mm -hmm. local articles and I can subscribe to something to get the articles to see what's going on with that team and have a better feel for what's happening around there. I mean... Other than Illinois football, which I now feel like I'm almost an honorary member of the team these days, <laughs> other than that, it's it's sometimes hard to keep track when you don't do every single game. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I tell you, the reading is the – you can do it on planes. You can do it anywhere other than when you're driving a car. I don't encourage that. But read as much as you can because that's the, that's the only way you can figure out this stuff. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, best of luck on the call tonight. Do you a great job. Appreciate your time here. Oh, no, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, guys. All right, Kevin Kugler on the television call here tonight. And we'll bring you our keys to the game for the Illini and the Citadel right after this. Courtside at the State Farm Center, Illinois basketball against the Citadel. Tonight they got a similar, similar color scheme to the Centennial Chargers yes, they in Champaign. Do. Yeah, they look like them, don't they? Yeah, they got that blue C in the outline of the state of South Carolina. These teams have never seen each other. Brad Underwood's never seen them either in any, any other time. So the Atlanta looking for their second win in a row. They're playing six of their next seven here at the State Farm Center as well. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Well, the key to the game, uh, and it's going to be the key until they get this corrected, is, is ball security. Okay, that's what Levy calls it, so I'll call it the same thing. The line I have uh, 78 turnovers in four games. That's almost 20 a game. And you just have to, you have to, you need to get a shot on more than 25% of your, of your opportunities. They're, they're, they're missing three-fourths of the time they get a shot. The other fourth they don't. And that's no good. That won't work in the long run. So we, we need to get that uh, taken care of. And then they just need to, need to be more careful. On the flip side, this is a team that loves to shoot threes. They're undersized compared to the Illini. Yep. But a wise man once told me the three-pointer is the great equalizer. So good it really defense. Is. It really is. Good defense on those threes. The Illini should be able to handle the Citadel Bulldogs. Thanks much, Lauren. All right. Enjoy the game. Thanks to Evan Kahn back in studio. Our coach's corner is around the corner. Orlando Antigua is up next. Second game of... We're back on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois basketball tonight from the State Farm Center against the Citadel. I'm Scott Beatty. Time now for the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. Illini voice Brian Barnhart chats now with Orlando Antigua, Illini assistant coach who has tonight's scouts. 
Here's Brian. Five straight home games. Illinois coming off the win over Hawaii, visiting with Orlando Antigua now as we get ready for the next game here. It's the Citadel from Charleston, South Carolina. First ever meeting. Don't know a whole lot about them, but they come from a really good conference. They do come from a great conference and, uh, you know, one of the military schools. And so that automatically lets you know they're going to be tough-minded, physical, uh, hardworking, disciplined. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, be a good challenge for us and for our guys. Not afraid to shoot it, too, right? They are not afraid to shoot it. Um, <laughs> they, they get up a pretty good amount of clips, especially from three. They're averaging about 22 threes a game. Um, you know, and, and uh, th- that poses a, a bit of a challenge because of their size and their quickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this team's not as big as we are, but certainly they, uh, what, move the ball well? Is that the key? Is, are the threes part of their offense? Are they quick shots or what? Uh, yeah, they play, they play, they've got top 40 in the country pace, pace of play, both offense and defensively. So they want to play fast. They want to try to get into your legs. And, uh, you know, obviously I think with uh, Hayden Brown, maybe not sure if he's going to be available or not, but he's a big piece of their, of their team, averaging almost 20 points a game for them. Uh, but more than that, he's a guy that's really motored up and does so many different things for him besides shooting the ball and posting up, passing, finding guys, and, and leadership. And they just played last night. They did. They did. And uh, I was praying and hoping that it went in quadruple overtime, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, they, uh, they were able to beat uh, SEMO, uh, Southeast Missouri, last night uh, in a close game, uh, in a game that uh, they made a couple big threes down the stretch, uh, which, which is something that, that you know they do. It's a little unusual. I mean, tournaments we're used to night after night if you're in Maui or you're yeah. playing in a Big Ten tournament or whatever, but for them to be in two different cities in two nights in a row with a bus trip in between, that's a little different. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to take care of that budget. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. come out and, uh, uh, you know, I guess they take the challenge on. It's, uh, I'm sure they're, they're going to approach it um, like they do every other game and, and be prepared. Uh, coach does a great job. Um, they, they pose a good challenge for us. Obviously, we do have a size advantage. We're, we're going to need to capitalize on that. Um, we're going to need to take care of the ball against them, against the changing defenses, which they do a lot of, and uh, try to make things difficult for you know Rice and uh, and Harris, who with Brown going out last night, they you know they stepped up and, and had some pretty good pretty good numbers. Yeah, it looks like they moved the ball well last night too. They had 22 assists. They do. They do. They, uh, they you know. They'll get you in an open court, one off of turnovers and, and uh, then bad shots. And any one of them can bring it up. And so they cause some cross-matching and transition. So communication is going to be key because of their ability to shoot the ball. If you're you know, uh, having a discussion about who you have in transition, that's not good for our defense. Yeah. So we got to commit, commit to stopping the ball first and then finding locating shooters and trying to be there on the catch. Talking with Orlando Antigua, we'll continue with more here on our pregame show as we have the coach's corner here, Illinois and the Citadel, after this timeout. It's Illinois basketball tonight, continuing our visit with Orlando Antigua and the coach's corner, Illinois and the Citadel. Uh, their coach, what used to be at VMI, so he kind of brought that style with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play, uh, they play a, like I said, a fast style, fun fun pace. Um, you need uh, players that, that can, can play multiple positions, um, and they have that. Well, let's talk about their defense. Uh, will they change defenses some? They will. They will. They uh, especially on made baskets, um, made baskets and um, uh, dead balls, timeouts. They'll come out and change up their their defenses, whether they're in full court man, whether they're in man to man half court, uh, diamond press, 
one, uh, two, two, one, one, two, two, three quarter court. They also play some one, three, one. They play some two, three zone. So I think we'll uh, we'll see the gamut uh, tonight. So we've got to be prepared for that. We can't let their defense dictate what we're doing offensively. We got to flow into our offense. We've got to attack in transition like we want to. And if uh, the opportunities present itself, that we have to run some offense, we've got to get into it pretty quickly because they they, they change the defenses, screw up your timing. Talking to Coach at the uh, shoot-around earlier, Coach Underwood, about he was really happy with our, even though maybe at times we struggled offensively the other night against Hawaii, the defense, we never stopped playing defense. We never did. We never did. And, and for an experienced team, but it's still an uh, immature team that's growing and developing, that's, that was a good sign early on, th- th- this early, that we did not let that affect our defensive intensity and our execution to the game plan. I thought Trent kind of embodied that. He was on a really good score, and he never really... He made him earn his points. Yeah, and, and, and Trent is uh, Trent's one of our better lockdown defenders like that with his speed, his ability to to uh, manage screens and, and chase guys with, that make the shots. He's going to have the same kind of problem tonight, uh, chasing chasing a B around. We're going to put him on a B a little bit. And, and uh, you know, B's a, a really good freshman that, you know, has had some big games in the game where he's had, you know, four or five threes. And, so we're gonna have to make sure that we're there on him on the catch. And, and you know this better than me, but it seems to me like we, when you look at all of our guys that are contributing, Allen off the bench and Demonte and so forth. When you look at the starters, they all can score in different ways. Yeah. Andres to the basket, Io can cut to the rim, you know, Georgie and, and Kofi. But, but just kind of getting that all to kind of flow together has been a little bit. You know, as we try to early in the season, try to get that all to flow together. Yeah, well, you got got you got you got two guys that are one uh, that has been newly introduced in Kofi to how we play. And then Georgie, who's playing a different position now and having to play off of uh, Kofi and, 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 and the guards. So that, that takes a little bit of time. And you see you see glimpses of it. Uh, through the second half, you saw a pretty good glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have to try to continue to do is be consistent with our principles in terms of defensively and offensively, crashing the boards, uh, taking care of the ball, trying not to foul as much, um, which I think we're doing re- re- really good at. And, and protecting the basket. Yeah, and most teams, a lot of teams now don't have two post players like that. So, and I guess do the guards have to adjust a little bit, spacing and so forth? Yeah, so <clears throat> coaches got to try to, um, and our staff has got to try to find um, the spacing for them at times. And then at times we've got to try to make sure when we have advantages against teams that are a lot smaller than us that we, we pound the ball inside and we play from inside out. Um, we can get a lot of paint touches, not just from post-entry passes, but also cutting and, and running our spread offense. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a fun team to watch. I just You have that feeling. I think fans feel that once we get it all. And, again, if we play defense like we did the other night, we're going to win a lot of games. Like yeah, that. I think, uh, I think it, it, it puts you in position to, um, when the ball isn't going down, to still be in games and still win games. Mm-hmm. And cutting down turnovers, which we did in the second half the other night. We did. We did. Our goal was try to try to keep it under, under 13, and I uh, thought we did that. And, we were going to be close in the first half because we decided to use all up our uh, gimmies in the first half, and in the second half we didn't we didn't give any back. Well, it's good to be uh, back again in action. They're coming fast and furious here, so they are. They are. This is a pretty busy week and a lot, lot of practices, a lot of games in a short period of time. Okay, Orlando, good to see you. Good luck. Thanks, B. All right, that's Orlando Antigua, and we're here at the State Farm Center, and this has been the Coach's Corner. Thanks, Brian. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. I'm Evan Kahn back in our game day studios. I'll be back with Scott Beatty after the game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana.